0: Support for Community Connection comes from Open Door Health Services, welcoming new patients in all areas of care, including family practice, adult primary care, pediatrics, women's health, family planning, and dental care. More information is at opendoorhs.org. Welcome to Community Connection, the IP original show where we talk with the people working in nonprofit groups in our area and let you know how you can get involved.
1: I'm Michelle Kinsey, and joining me are two very passionate people from Second Harvest Food Bank of East Central Indiana. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and what you do with Second Harvest? Thank you.
0: I'm Diane Hovermail. I'm the Director of Philanthropy for Second Harvest. And I'm
1: C.S.
2: Hendershot. I am the Grants Writer and Fundraising Manager for Second Harvest.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. First and foremost, uh, let's talk a little bit about what Second Harvest is and what it does. Certainly. Um, Well,
0: thank you so much for having us here. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to Um, help the community to understand a little bit more about the work that we do. Um, We are one of 200 food banks um, in the Feeding America Network, and we are the food bank for all of East Central Indiana. So counties um, from Delaware all the way over to Jay County up to Wabash County. So a total of eight counties in East Central Indiana. And um, we provide help for today and hope for tomorrow. Oh, I love that.
1: Love that. Uh, CS, why did you mm-hmm. get involved in Second Harvest?
2: Oh, that's a great question. So I actually originally got involved with Second Harvest as an AmeriCorps member. I was a student here at Ball State, mm-hmm. and during my graduate degree, I had a summer that was available, and I wasn't doing anything, and I wanted to get involved in the community. And so I was recommended as uh, to join the AmeriCorps and to help out with Second Harvest, and so I worked with the, the Youth Enrichment Program uh, that's part of Forward Steps.
1: Wow. Uh, I know that Second Harvest really couldn't do what it does on a daily basis without a strong Strong team. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the people that make Second Harvest happen, particularly volunteers. Certainly, um, we couldn't. You're absolutely right. We could not do the work that
0: we do um, without volunteers. And we have um, a- an incredible number of volunteer hours that are given a year. I think last year we were at about eighteen thousand wow. volunteer hours, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, because we have a we're a staff of twenty one. So um, as you can, I mean, it's easy to do that math, yeah. But we really rely on volunteers all throughout East Central Indiana. And, and we have an incredibly strong um, volunteer base Definitely in the Muncie area, from the Ball State community, from other businesses and organizations, Um, we—it's pretty unusual to not have a week of volunteers from Ball State students. So we really um, rely on them, and they are uh, just—it's incredible to be able to um, have that resource of Ball State students for our volunteer base.
2: it is wonderful. I mean, imagine we distribute millions of pounds of food each year and we have a staff of only, you know, 20 people and we couldn't possibly get out all of that food out to the eight counties without the help of our volunteers. So our, our volunteers are coming into our warehouse. They are sorting produce. They're helping us bag. We get bulk orders of uh, of apples and potatoes and in those in those bulk orders, they're loose potatoes. We can't just hand out loose potatoes sure. to to people in our community. And so we have to have volunteers come in and help us sort through those potatoes and bag those potatoes so that we can
1: distribute that
2: into the community.
1: Wow. And people mm-hmm. come through and volunteer, like you said, as groups, but also individuals can as well? Ab- absolutely. And um, that's one of, the,
0: one of the great things about volunteering with Second Harvest is um, any day, Monday through Friday, um, you can come in and volunteer between nine and four. You wow. can come in and volunteer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't always have, to have call a nope. You don't have to make mm-hmm. an
2: appointment. Uh, Now, if you have a large group, we do ask that you may contact our volunteer coordinator, Kelly Arrowood, at Second Harvest and just give her a heads up. We have this group of more than 10 people that are wanting to get involved, come to the warehouse. She may even recommend that they volunteer at another program. We also have the tailgate program that relies heavily on volunteers. We have to have uh, volunteers for each tailgate that happens at least once a month in each county to help us load thousands of pounds of food into uh, hundreds of cars. As that come to the tailgate mm-hmm. to get emergency food relief. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talk
1: a little bit about the impact the need for Second Harvest in this area, So in East
0: Central Indiana, um, hunger is a daily experience for many people. According to recent data, um, more than 21% of children in East Central Indiana are food insecure and more than 24% um, live below the poverty level. Um, One of the many reasons that I'm so passionate about the work that Second Harvest does is because um, I I live in Grant County, work in Delaware County and um, Grant County has been number one in childhood poverty for the last several years. And uh, Delaware County, Blackford County, Jay County, we're just are we're just right there. The, mm. All of these counties together in East Central Indiana seem to almost follow one another. Um, at the for the rate of childhood poverty. And um, many of those that are affected by food insecurity have fixed incomes. They're also working families. And and I think that that's something that um, not everyone in our communities understands, um, that these are quite often our food insecure families are folks that are working with one and sometimes two incomes. Absolutely. And
1: and Second Harvest is open to everyone. Is that correct? Yes,
0: Yes, we are. Um, yes, we are. Anyone can come to, um, any one of our tailgate distributions that we have. We have tailgate distributions in every County. And so anyone there's, there's no vetting process Mm -hmm. for that. Um, so anyone can show up and, um, CS and I both have volunteered at a number of events, um, at a number of tailgates and, um, it is, um, it it is a bit emotional for the, anyone, the first time that you attend one of those events. um, I'll just give you my, the experience that I had in my hometown of Grant County um, at the first tailgate experience I had, which was last January. And we had folks that had lined up in the dark, in the cold. Um, They don't have the money to keep their vehicles running, um, waiting two hours for whatever we were distributing. And they had no idea what was coming out of that semi-load of of food that we had. Mm -hmm. Um, And we distributed an entire semi-load of food at each one of our tailgates, which again, is just also phenomenal. Um, But that's what the need is here in East Central Indiana. Wow.
2: And we also have over 90 agencies. Those are our soup kitchens, our mm-hmm. food pantries. Those are our agencies that also help us get all, out all of that food. So we don't just only have the, the tailgate that's once a month, but we also have these agencies that are out in the community, and those are the, the people that are helping us get the, the food distributed out to local communities, small neighborhoods okay. that are in need.
1: Are you seeing, oh, in recent years, are you seeing the numbers... Increase at these events and the tailgates and the pantries. Sure, you
0: know actually the um, the the need in some ways has gone down. The need for um, the the level of food insecurity um, has gone down a bit, and we can attribute some of that to um, the. The fact that we do have low unemployment. Um, But what we seem to continue to um, see a great need in is is food insecurity, where families have more month left at the end um, Uh, than they do money. money. And so there's always that that shortfall. Um, I was in a meeting last week, actually, in Grant County, where um, I had someone that Mentioned that um, they were working with a family who made fifty cents a month too much and did not qualify, could not qualify for SNAP benefits, wow. and um, that again, even though even though I'm involved in this work, it's something that I I'm like, how could this happen? But yeah. but it does, uh, and that it, it's those types of. Um, families that are not going away anytime soon right. um, because they're, like I said, you may have um, working parents, working mom, working dad, and, and, or grandparents raising grandchildren um, that still have that food insecurity.
1: Yeah. Well, we're, we are all just one uh, health scare, one Absolutely. family emergency. Exactly something away from Mm -hmm. that a lot of the families that we
2: work with are considered what um what we call alice families those are the asset limited income constrained employed families so these are the hard-working families sometimes they're working two jobs or um, different gigs just Mm -hmm. to get by, but they're not making enough to meet all of the needs of their families. And so we work with these families, and this is part of our hope for tomorrow piece of Mm -hmm. our mission. So not only are we providing help for today with food, but we're also providing hope for tomorrow by working directly with these families to find resources for them. So we do that through our programs like Forward Steps and our new school initiative called The Big Idea, This is where we're meeting families where they're at to get them the resources that they need.
0: I love that. Yeah. the And the goal of the Big Idea Initiative is to um, help raise parent engagement at local schools. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're in 35 schools in East Central Indiana, which is incredible. And um, through that engagement, our goal is to strengthen relationships between the school and families. And we turn a routine food distribution into um, filling a need week to week into an opportunity to connect teachers and parents and local organizations, and also to help students to create plans and opportunities toward a more successful future.
1: That's wonderful. I know that you also have several, you know, awareness building and fundraising activities throughout the year that have become extremely uh, popular and well known. What are some of those Mm -hmm. that kind of help you
0: uh, get yeah, the job done. Absolutely. And I, and CS is going to share what, mm-hmm. what some of those are and, and CS, um, is directly in charge of the, these amazing events. So I'll let CS, um, share about that. Um, but to your point, um, we, so many people wonder where does, where does the money come from mm-hmm. for the work that we do? And, and a lot of People make the assumption, I made the assumption before I knew Second Harvest as well as I did and and joined their team, um, that some somehow our government, our local or federal government is funding that, and that's not the case. Mm. And so really, we rely on um, the generosity
1: of our communities for sure. Wow. So you must really feel the support from the community then to, to oh, be able to do all of the projects you're doing and even expand and do more. Absolutely. That shows great community support. It, it,
0: absolutely. I think that we do have great community support. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely here in, um, Delaware County, um, CS and I were just talking about this last week. Um, We, I can't tell you how many times um, we receive, how many individuals that are purchasing a $10 money order a month To faithfully send to us, I mean, we just we have folks that have been supporting us for years, and um, that's that's incredible. And I've called many of those individual donors and thanked them for um, their contribution. And I so often hear, "Well, I can't do much, but I can do something." But it takes all of us doing something in order to be able to do the work that we're doing. But and, CS could tell you some more and about just our one, fundraisers. one dollar
2: can provide up to four meals. Wow.
0: And Absolutely. that's what you can
2: do with just one dollar. So each uh, dollar that a donor gives, it has a real impact in the community. But we have lots of events. A lot of them actually occur in the beginning of October, mm-hmm. just right now. So we have uh, Prime Trust Soup Crawl that's happening on Thursday, October 3rd. From 5 to 8, that will be downtown. We have over 30 soups. It will be very exciting. It's one of our major uh, fundraisers of the year. We also have the Hot Rods for Hunger event. This is a car show that will be happening on Saturday, October 5th. And we have hundreds of cars that come to the Muncie Mall. They all show off their cars. Mm-hmm. They can, uh, registration is free, but with a donation, they can get a t-shirt along with it. There'll be activities and food. It's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite events that we do. But we also have Red Gold's Run to Crush Hunger in a couple of weeks on October 12th. And that is exciting. This is something that Red Gold puts on at their headquarters in Elwood, mm-hmm. uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'll be running my first 5K. <laughs> Ooh. Which is exciting. Have you
1: been preparing? I have, have been, been preparing, but day? I
2: actually injured my back just this past week. Oh, and so it no. kind of set me back a little bit yeah. on my last minute training. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think I'll be okay. Yeah. You'll finish. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, where can people go to get more information about Second Harvest? Yeah. You can go to curehunger.org.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and there you can um, read more about ways to volunteer, more ways to get engaged. You can find out more information about um, our impact. And, um, and, sp- and speaking of our fundraising efforts, um, it's important for us that people understand that we are good stewards of the money that is given to us. 96 cents of every dollar donated is spent on food or our initiatives. Um, that's a pretty high percentage for
1: not-for-profits. Mm-hmm. What does the future look like for Second Harvest?
0: We um, The initiatives that we talked about, um, the Big Idea and Second Harvest, which are both community engagement strategies, those are really designed to reduce and end daily instability by um, building individuals in our community and um, community assets. And all of these traditional safety net programs are critical to help provide families most basic needs um but these programs engage our community and individuals in a broader sense in developing goal-oriented mm-hmm. initiative or uh, goal-oriented relationships to create lasting change and so you'll continue to see growth in those programs mm-hmm. and and other initiatives for second harvest um, because we're really looking to change the trajectory of the path um, one of our goals is to ensure that um, the, these children in our communities are, do not end up needing food assistance as adults. Um, we want to do what, our part to help them to become self-sufficient adults. You know, Of course, we can't predict the future, um, and there have been some positive changes that have happened. Um, in our community as a whole and that's wonderful Um, but we do know that people in east central indiana will continue to be in need of emergency food assistance and second harvest will always be there to assist them
1: wonderful well thank you both for joining me in the studio today
0: thank you thank you so much community connection is hosted by michelle kinsey and i'm sean ashcraft the engineer for this show We're supported in part by Open Door Health Services. To hear more from this conversation and to listen to past episodes, visit us online at indianapublicradio.org slash communityconnection or find us in your favorite podcasting app.